Welcome to podcast number 156 of Quality Christian Living. I am your host, David Friend. We are currently in a series dealing with financial prosperity. Now in past podcasts, I have addressed the subjects of prospering in your career or your relationships or your family or your marriage or at your church, those types of subjects. But I've never dedicated a series specifically on just financial prosperity. Today's podcast is entitled, How Financial Prosperity is Yours to Receive. So I don't want to get into this until we pray, so let's ask the Holy Spirit to help us and guide us. Father, I come to you and ask for your direction, your guidance, as we go into this podcast in the area of financial prosperity. I pray that you would bless it and that you would anoint it. And I invite the Holy Spirit now to come in and take control and take charge. Although I've spent a lot of time preparing, doing things to get ready for this podcast, They will be of no value unless the Holy Spirit comes in and takes over and takes charge. So I yield to you. I submit to you. I pray that you would guide us through the areas that need to be stressed and that you would help me to bring to those who are listening in wisdom and guidance and direction for how they can prosper financially. I pray that you would do this, Lord, and through the entire podcast that your name would be lifted up and glorified. I thank you for what you're about to do, for I ask these things in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I'm going to address now financial prosperity and that it really is ours. If we just want to receive it, it's there for us. God has already prepared a prosperous life for us, a prosperous future and a hope and a plan for our life. So he's desires, his desire is to bless his people and to prosper us. But I want to start off with some things that I think maybe rob people or help people when they're seeking for financial prosperity. So just allow me to start off with something I call the ifs of prosperity. That's spelled I-F-S or the ifs of prosperity. Now the ifs tell us how to prosper financially. I'm going to start reading at verse number 5. Now, I'm reading out of the New Living Translation, so you'll be on the same translation that I'm on. So, in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5, here's what's written to help us to gain financial prosperity. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Now, right there, just those few words, those eight words can make such a difference in our life. Do you realize that if we learn how to trust God, we won't worry, we won't be anxious, we won't get frustrated, we won't get disappointed. If we get a physical problem, we'll have total trust and confidence in God. We'll believe that he's going to take care of us. If we're having a challenge in our career or a challenge with our children or a problem where we're dealing with relatives or giving us difficult times, whatever it might be, it doesn't matter what it is. If we just simply can get these words, trust in the Lord with all of your heart, there's really nothing that can bother us because our confidence and our trust is not placed in our circumstances anyways. Our confidence and our trust is placed totally in God, in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Then he goes on to say here in the second part of verse 5, do not depend on your own understanding. Well, I can tell you from personal experience, one of the biggest challenges that I have had in the early days of being a Christian is that I tended to lean on my own understanding. I would think of doing something and all of a sudden I think, well, Lord, I want to do this and I want to do that and I don't understand why that's not coming together. And my understanding was, why won't this work and how come it won't work? And it had to do with my career in the banking business. And I used to think, why in the world is this happening to me? And so I need to do this or I need to do that or need to speak to this person or that person. And I was doing everything in my own understanding. And and my career was very frustrating. I don't know why I didn't learn early enough. I wish I would have learned to trust in the Lord with all my heart and not depend on my own understanding. Sooner in my life, it would have taken away a lot of frustration and a lot of things I was confused about. So when you're wondering about 
about your your goal to have financial prosperity in your life, we need to trust in the Lord and don't depend on our understanding. Because see, God's ways, as it says in the book of Isaiah chapter 55, His ways are higher and greater than our ways. And His thoughts are higher than greater than our thoughts. So we serve a God who's got a lot of better understanding. See, He knows when we make a decision how it's going to affect us now, tomorrow, and next year, and next month, and whatever it might be. He's aware of that. We are not. We make decisions based on where we are today, but God knows that the decision we're making and the financial situations that we have, we're only concerned many times about how they affect us today, but God's understanding goes way beyond today. Let's move on to verse number six now. It says, seek his will in all you do. There's another verse that would help us to understand how to seek financial prosperity and that it is ours if we first trust in the Lord, second, don't depend on our understanding, and now third, seek his will in all we do. And then it says, in the second part of verse 6, and he will show you which path to take. Now, boy, that is important. See, a lot of people struggle financially today because they've taken the wrong path. They've made decisions on their own understanding. They didn't seek God first. What happens is they make a bad decision. They make another bad decision. They maybe spend too much money here or spend more money on a house than they should or buy a more expensive car than they should have or they don't have the finances they need to take care of their obligations. And so they pray what I call the bail me out prayer. Now, the bail me out prayer is where we say, God, I just made a mistake. Would you help me and bail me out? A lot of us, including myself, have prayed what I call the bail me out prayer. Lord, I made a bad decision. Lord, I did something that's hurting my finances, and I know it's robbing me of your blessings. And so now I'm praying for you to bail me out. So we want to avoid having to make the bail me out prayer. And that'll happen if we trust God, we seek him, and we understand that he's going to take us on the right path. Oh, and the last thing, verse 7 here says, don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Well, that's self-explanatory. We can't expect to be blessed financially from God if we have evil actions or evil thoughts in our life. We need to flee from that and just wait and see. Watch and see if God doesn't do something miraculous in your area of financial prosperity. Here's another very important point I need to make dealing with financial prosperity. You see, it's ours if we start. Remember that word? Here's that word if. If we start with being content with where we are financially. Now that may be hard to swallow because some of you may be in the midst of some challenges financially and you say, well, I don't want to start where I'm at here, but we all have to start from where we are. There's no other place to start. So you start with where we are financially. Now that doesn't mean that we cannot have financial prosperity, that we have to live with where we are. Being content doesn't mean you have to stay down, have to be beaten down, and don't have any possibility or hope for anything better in the future. It's just the opposite. Being content is really the key to experiencing prosperity in whatever we do. Now, the Apostle Paul wrote some amazing words on contentment. Matter of fact, I'm going to read a few verses dealing with that in Philippians chapter 4, verses 6, maybe through 11. I don't know for sure, as the Spirit leads, how far I should go into that. But before I read these scriptures in Philippians 4, I want you to think about where Paul was when he wrote these words. He was in a prison cell, probably in Rome, and he was addressing the people in Philippi. So he wrote the book of Philippians, and he was addressing the people in Philippi. And in this particular case, when he was writing, he most likely was in a prison in Rome where he was being detained and being beaten and being persecuted and being left hungry and He was living in a place where he was, I'm sure, beaten frequently, often. There were rats running around. The food wasn't any good, if there was any food at times. They basically just barely kept these people alive so they could continue to beat them and 
persecute them. So Paul was in a horrendous spot. I mean, his circumstances were terrible, and yet he talks about contentment. So now, if Paul can talk about contentment in a prison cell, I think we can talk about being content. So let's learn from the words of Paul found in Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 through maybe 10 or 11. I'm reading in the New Living Translation. Listen to these words. Paul's giving words of encouragement. Now that alone is powerful, just to think that God has given Paul the kind of faith and the kind of trust and the kind of hope in God that he can write words of encouragement while he's in a prison cell. So verse number six says this, don't worry about anything. You know, I said earlier in this, if we could get that first thing and get that in our mind to trust God, that that would really help us. Well, I can tell you, something will help us probably even greater is not to worry about anything. And verse six says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Now, you should do that every day. And the reason I can say that is because that's something that I do. I pray that prayer every single night before I go to bed. Matter of fact, it goes something like this. Heavenly Father, I thank you that my wife and I don't have to worry or be anxious about anything because we can come to you in our prayers and bring everything to you. And God, we can tell you what you need, what we need. And we can thank you now, Lord, for all that you've done for us. And you promise me, Lord, then I will be able to experience God's peace, which exceeds or surpasses anything that I can understand, and that that peace will guard our hearts and our minds as we live in Christ Jesus. Now, that's something, quite frankly, I pray every single night. I, I don't even want to go to bed until I prayed that along with the other areas that I pray for in my evening prayer time. And I'm not saying that I spend hours and hours in prayer, but I just spend some time every night thanking God that I don't have to worry about anything. And if we can do that, we have opened up the opportunities for financial prosperity because we have contentment. Now, Paul goes on to say in verse number eight, he says, and now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Now, he's saying all these things to them. He says, but one final thing, fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Now, in our finances, why don't we do that? Why don't we fix our thoughts on what is true? That means where we are today and what's honorable, what's the right thing to do and the correct thing to do. And it says, and right and pure, which means it's going to be proper and moral. And it says, and lovely and admirable. It says, think about these things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Now, if we do that, if we think that way, it's going to help us to receive the financial blessing God has for us. It says here, verse 9, keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing, then the God of peace will be with you. So here we go. Paul's in prison and he gives us amazing words of encouragement to help us. Now you say, well, what about the financial part? What about the contentment part? Well, let's move on to verse number 10 in chapter 4. Paul says this, how I praise the Lord that you were concerned about me again. I know you have always been concerned for me, but you didn't have the chance to help me. Verse 11, not that I was ever in need. Isn't that interesting? He's in prison and he's been in prison before this and he's in prison after this. And yet he says, I've never had any needs. He says, for I have learned, listen to this, how to be content with whatever I have. Wow. That's amazing. If we can learn contentment, if we can understand that we need to be happy where we are, I'm not saying that you should be happy regardless of if you're suffering disease and you're going, becoming bankrupt and thrown out of your house, losing your job and all those kind of things. I'm not saying that you should be happy, 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 but we should be content, not in the fact that we, we lost a job, but we're content in the fact that God's in charge and God's going to provide for us. Contentment 
is really great gain, or it's the position we need to be in before we can receive great gain. Because if we're content in our walk with God, in our relationship with Him, if we're having a financial problem or a health problem, we can be content in these things also. Because Paul learned how to be content. I need to read a few more words that Paul wrote. In verse 12 he says, I know how to live on almost nothing or everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or empty, with plenty of plenty or with little. For I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. You know, what he's saying is, whether we're up or whether we're down, I'm going to be content because of my relationship with God. And when we do that, we have peace in our life. And when we have peace in our life, God can deal with us. The Holy Spirit can speak to us and tell us what do we need to do in order to receive financial gain or financial prosperity in our life. Let me make one more comment in the area of contentment. Never allow our circumstances to control our life. In our finances, in our decisions, in our health, or in our church attendance, whoever it might be, those are our circumstances. Don't ever let bad circumstances control our life. And we can do that if we're content. And here's another thing I need to add to this statement. Learn how to call forth those things that are not as though they are. If you lack for something, then learn how to claim it and believe for it before you receive it. Now that's a teaching, and I'd throw that in there because that's a teaching we need to understand that we can call for things that haven't happened yet in our life, but we can't if we're not content or if we're allowing our circumstances to rob us of the blessings that God wants in our life. Now, as a pastor for over 20 years, there was one thing that disturbed me when I would counsel with certain people. And it was kind of disturbing when I think about it. It's something that's very frustrating. It's really kind of sad. Someone, say, in our church would then call me and say, I need to meet with you. It's really important. There's things I need to talk to you about. And they would come in to see me, and maybe a couple or just an individual, and they'd say, Pastor, I need to tell you something. We are going broke financially. We're losing our home, our car, our possessions. And basically, they would say something like this. We have lost everything. Now, when they would say that, I was sorry for their loss of an automobile or a home or possessions, and that's sad, and I really am sorry for that, but they haven't lost everything. So usually I would respond with this statement. Remember, I was their pastor, and I wanted to inform them that it's a spiritual issue that you're facing, not a financial one. I would tell them, so you've lost your salvation, because that is everything. You see, when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, and we have everything then, that we need through Jesus Christ. Losing money or possession is temporal. Salvation is eternal. So if you're in a situation where you're financially in difficult times, please don't make the statement, I've lost everything. Because as a believer in Jesus Christ, everything is a relationship with Him. If you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you've got everything. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, then I would encourage you to repeat this prayer with me. Just say, Father, the Bible tells me that if I confess my sins, that Jesus will forgive me. So Lord, I confess my sins to you. I ask that you forgive me and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. He gave his life for me. He was resurrected and he sacrificed his life that I could have life eternal with him. So I receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. 
in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer, you've made that transition from unbelief to belief in God. You've made that transition now to put your hope and your faith in God. And if you've prayed that for the very first time that you've just accepted Christ, then you need to find a good Bible preaching church, become a part of it, and serve God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind. So with that, I want you to understand that it's so important we understand that God wants to bless us. And if we lack finances, whether we lack even our health, we've not lost everything because everything is in our relationship with Jesus Christ. Now, before I start to wrap up this teaching today on this podcast on how to receive financial prosperity and that it's yours to claim to receive it, I need to give you a couple scriptures to just encourage you and show you how God wants to bless us and that he wants to prosper us. We're going back to Proverbs chapter 3 because that's such a powerful chapter. I'm going to go to verse number 1 now and this is what God has to tell us. That's This is really called trusting in the Lord. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 1 in the New Living Translation. My child, never forget the things I have taught you. Store my commands in your heart. If you do this, you will live many years and your life will be satisfying. You see, if we follow God's instructions He will bless us, period. I mentioned that in the very beginning when I said, if we seek him, if we love him, if we follow his ordinances, his guidance, his directions, his instructions, he will prosper us. So that's the key to receiving financial blessings from the Lord. Now there's another scripture I want to read that'll give you encouragement. And it's found in the book of Proverbs, the New Living Translation, chapter number 22 and verse number seven. It says this, just as the rich rule the poor, so the borrower is servant to the lender. So now, here's an idea that we're saying, oh my goodness, so how is that a blessing for me that the, the rich rule the poor, so the borrower is servant to the lender? What that means is that when we owe people money, therefore we are then a servant to them. We have to do what they want and the way we handle our finances, we have to be directed by their rules and regulations. But see, God's got a better plan than that. Let me show you that plan, how he wants to prosper us. In the book of Deuteronomy, there's instructions there where God wants to bless obedient people, how he wants to bless his people. And I'm reading in Deuteronomy chapter 28 and verse number 11, it says here, the Lord will give you prosperity in the land that he swore to your ancestors to give you. And let's go on to verse 12. It says here, the Lord will send rain at the proper time from his rich treasury in the heavens and will bless all the work you do. You will lend to many nations, but you will never need to borrow from them. Now see, God's plan for blessing us is that we could be the lender and we don't have to be the borrower. In the book of Proverbs, it warns us if we borrow too much money, we could become a servant to someone where they basically have to direct our financial decisions for us. But here God is telling us that if we are obedient to him, if we follow his instructions in the word of God, it says you will lend to many nations but you will never need to borrow from them. Verse 13, it says, if you listen to these commands of the Lord your God that I'm giving you today, and if you carefully obey them, look at all the ifs in there, huh? If we do this and if we do that, it's going to have a blessing in it. If you carefully obey them, the Lord will make you the head and not the tail, and you will always be on the top and never at the bottom. So here we are. God wants to show us we're going to prosper. That's called prosperity. If we're at the top, we're the lender. We don't have to borrow. Evidently, God is bringing forth finances, and that is if we do what he asks us to do. And let me review some of those ifs very quickly for you. I gave these to you at the beginning of this podcast. The ifs of prosperity. If we love God, we'll prosper. If we trust God, we prosper. If we have 
proper motives, we prosper. If we seek God first, we prosper. If we follow his instructions that are found in his word, we will prosper. So God wants us to prosper. He wants to bless us and he has a plan. He has a great plan and a guide and a direction for how he wants to direct his people. As a matter of fact, he wants to even do more than just give us financial blessings. Let's turn to one of my favorite books and that is the book of Jeremiah. Let's just read a couple verses there as I wrap this podcast up. In Jeremiah chapter 29 and verse number 11, I'm once again reading out of the New Living Translation. Here are some words that should help you understand that God wants to give you financial prosperity. Verse number 11 says this, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. You see, if you're wondering, if you're wondering if you have a future and a hope for financial blessings, God made that promise to you and it's yours. I want you to reach out and claim it. Verse 12, it says, in those days when you pray, I will listen. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. You see, there's another if. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. So the ifs that bless us, there's another one. And God wants to bless us. He wants to prosper us. His people are his favorites. We are all his favorites. We are his greatest creation. And the Bible tells us that God looks at us and he created us in his own image. I mean, how much more could he love us? He gave his son, Jesus Christ, for us. He gave his life, Jesus did, and was crucified on the cross. And then God resurrected him and brought him to heaven. And he sits at the right hand of the Father. And now here we live with the comfort of the Holy Spirit, an amazing gift that Jesus promised he would send us. So we have the Holy Spirit to help us and to guide us and to comfort us and give us direction and wisdom and understanding. The Holy Spirit drew us to our relationship with Jesus Christ, and now he's helping us as we walk daily with the Lord. So I want you to be blessed. I can tell you that's my goal in this. I want you to be blessed financially, but in every area of your life, I want you to prosper. I want you to have financial success, and I want you to be so blessed that you'll have an abundance for more giving You'll have an abundance to be able to be more generous with what you have. You'll be able to have more than you even need and it'll come into your life and you'll be blessed by it. And then you'll have so much you can then pour it out and bless those in need in the church and people who have a need. You'll be able to reach down and give them that blessing because God promised us we can be the head and not the foot, that we can be the lender and not the borrower. He promised us that he's got a future and a hope plan for each and every one of us, and that's his plan for your life, and I just claim it for you right now. So let me close in prayer. Father, I thank you for this opportunity once again to bring a podcast to those who are listening in, trying to understand, trying to receive how they can receive financial prosperity, and it would come from you, Lord. I pray you would bless them, that you would prosper them. I pray, Lord, that they would seek the scriptures, Lord, and that they would find your words and even take these scriptures that I've given them in Proverbs 3, 1 through 3, 6, and 7, and Proverbs 22, 7, and Jeremiah 29, 11, where all your promises are for us. I pray that they would receive them, that they'd be blessed by them, Father, and that they would receive your goodness. Father, thank you for this lesson and thank you for the opportunity I've had to prepare it and to speak it, Father, and I'll give you the praise for what's going to take place. And Lord, I also thank you for those who gave their life to Christ in the part of this message where the Holy Spirit prompted me to give people a chance to commit their life to Jesus Christ. I thank you for that, and I thank you for just being with us, and we give you praise for it. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 
If you'd like to learn more about the teachings that I have on various topics, you can go to my webpage at davidcfriendauthor.com. And when you pull that webpage up, you'll see a reference there to books that I've written. One is entitled Experience the Joy of Debt-Free Living. Another one is Generosity, What's in it for me? There's another book dealing with faith, telling us that, that we can receive everything from what we call nothing based upon the promise that I talked about briefly in this particular podcast is learn how to call forth those things that are not as though they are. So that book was written with that theme in mind. I hope that they'll bless you. In addition to that, as you're looking on my webpage, you'll see a place where you can click on to the podcast that I've done. This is the 156th podcast, and I believe you'll see there's interesting topics in there about faith and prosperity and joy and hope and living a quality Christian life. That's what this is all about. That's why I teach different topics on different subjects to help all of us to understand what it is to live a quality, overcoming, joyful Christian life. In addition to that, if you'd like to subscribe to my podcast, you can do that on cpnshows.com or wherever that you listen to your podcasts. So I hope that you'll tune in to our next podcast that's coming up. We're going to continue to talk about financial prosperity. You might want to let your friends and your families know that I'm going to be talking on the subject of prosperity. There's been a lot of interest in this. A lot of people have downloaded these podcasts to hear about the promises of God for prosperity in their own life. So I hope that you will then tune in to our upcoming podcast. So I'm going to close with this thought. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. So until next time, I pray that God will richly bless you and that you will prosper and that finances will come into your life and you'll receive the abundance of the Lord in every area of your need. Thank you once again for listening in. God bless you.